Welcome to the Do What You Love podcast, a podcast with a mixture of personal development and career advice to help you reach your full potential. Now over to your host, Life Purpose Champion, Amanda Heal. Welcome to another episode of the Do What You Love podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Heal. This is part three in my series on personal values where I have been talking to Jackie Lefebvre of Magma Effect. In part one of the series, we spoke about the importance of knowing your personal values. In part two, we discussed how you can discover your personal values. And in this final part of the series, we will talk about the importance of having a connection with your personal values and how this can affect your well-being and self-esteem. Finally, about values and well-being, those studies made a lot of sense, those linkages between authenticity and well-being and, and values and lack of burnout. Absolutely. So one of the things that's really important to say is there's no such thing as the right or wrong values. Mm. Values just are what they are. It's what we do, inspired by them, that we or other people may call into judgment. So whatever values you have, whatever values I have, are doing a great job. They've got us this far and they've enabled us to acquire skills and build relationships and overcome problems. And so they're doing a great job. So they're spot on for where we've come to. But if we can't do the things that really matter to us, Mm. then we feel uneasy inside. I'm able to look back now kind of with a, a, a rear view mirror almost to kind of look back and reflect over the past. And I can see those times when I made decisions that I then second guessed and I beat myself up about, they were decisions where I didn't prioritize my values. I was actually compensating, if you like, for somebody else's values. I was mm. trying to be compliant with somebody else's values. And by not being true to my values, I was unhappy inside about it. An interesting study is a study from the States where they got a group of people, divided them into two, so there's a control group and an an experimental group. And both sets of people were put through two stress tests. One stress test was to give a five-minute presentation as if their job depended upon it. And the second stress test was to count backwards in 13s from 293,420 in front of a hostile panel. Mm. So somebody's writing down everything you're saying. Somebody else is not having eye contact with you and somebody else is tutting and going, no, I think you were wrong to go back to and start again. So it's just really, you know, for a social animal, that's really really (laughs) painful, really painful. And they did two measures. One measure was a kind of a self-esteem questionnaire. How good do I feel about myself before I go into the stress test? And how good do I feel about myself when I come out? But the other thing they did was they took blood samples to measure cortisol levels. Mm -hmm. Cortisol is a stress hormone. Exactly so. And so for the experimental group, they did one more thing. And they took them through a values connection exercise before they went in for the stress tests. That was the only difference. And what they found was that... There's no significant difference in the the self-esteem scores. In fact, some of the people who've been through the values thing actually felt 
a little bit worse, not statistically significantly, but a little bit worse about themselves than people who hadn't had the values exercise. And they kind of like, oh, I feel I really let myself down because I thought I was better at maths than that, that kind of comment. Mm. But the interesting result was in the cortisol. The people in the control group, so no values exercise, their cortisol levels massively jumped, huge amounts of physiological stress. Mm. In the values group, the cortisol barely moved. Gosh. It actually buffered people. The values connection buffered people from the physiological impact of stress. It stopped cortisol production. That's amazing. I know. As a behavioural ecologist, I just think that is utterly amazing. So the effect of not producing cortisol is literally that your brain can keep working properly. Because mm. what cortisol does when you produce it, as you will know, is it tends to rush into the prefrontal cortex, the neocortex area, which is where we try and make our rational decisions. And it makes it more difficult to think. It literally makes it harder to solve a problem or do whatever it happens to do. Because cortisol is part of the fight, flight, freeze, befriend response. Mm -hmm. When the way that evolution would have it is that evolution doesn't really want us thinking. It mm. wants us to just act, not think. So if you're a hunter-gatherer and you're out on the savannah plains um, with your fellow tribespeople, you, evolution doesn't want you to look up and go, oh, look, there's a saber-toothed tiger. Hmm. I wonder if it's coming in my direction. They don't <laughs> want you to do that. It doesn't want you to kind of look at the saber-toothed tiger and go, my word, those canines are beautiful. I wonder if she flosses. None of that. None of that. Not even starting to run mm. and start to run away from the safety tiger and thinking to yourself, oh, Trevor from accounts has got a bit of a limp. I'll give him a shove. Mm. None of that. No <laughs> strategizing. No nothing. Just yeah. get out of the way of the tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what cortisol's for. So it's, it's important in helping to keep us safe. But sometimes... We produce it in situations where it isn't required. Mm -hmm. We perceive things as threat when they're not really, like yeah. taking part in, in an experiment. It's mm -hmm. clearly not a threat because it's an yes. experiment. And yet our primitive brain goes, ah, I'm under siege. Mm -hmm. and cortisol. So this conscious values connection can physiologically buffer us from stress. And because it physiologically can buffer us from stress, we are better equipped mentally and emotionally to think things through and come up with decisions that we will later be happy with. But also, not producing so much cortisol helps our immune systems because when we're vulnerable to lots of stress hormones, it actually depresses our immune system. So this kind of values connection the authenticity piece is really important. Am I myself? Am I walking through the world as a 24 karat gold, technicolor, soundscape, stereo version of who I believe myself to be? Because mm -hmm. if I'm doing that, I'm going to feel good and centered and grounded. Mm -hmm. So there's that piece. But then there's also the biochemistry piece, which is really interesting. So if you want your best self, if you want to be able to consciously hook into and call up your best self, 
a conscious connection with your highest priority values is a very, very powerful instrument indeed. Fantastic. So regardless of whether someone is happy in their job, having a connection with their personal values will help them to do their job better because they're more grounded and they're producing less cortisol. But would you say if someone is unhappy in their job, it could be because the values of their workplace don't match their personal values? Absolutely. And that was one of the studies that you referred to earlier about um, mental health workers, is that for them, when their high priority personal values were able to be enacted in the way in which they delivered their caring, so being very empathetic, being very client-centred, really putting human dignity ahead of efficiency, for example. When they're able to work like that, they feel good and connected and coherent and Mm. all of those sorts of things. But if they're trying to do that kind of work under organisational conditions, which prioritise efficiency and prioritise productivity or prioritise duty and obligation so following the rules for the rules sake rather Mm. than doing the right thing in the moment then those are the conditions that lead to burnout when we can't be ourself and we are kind of being asked to bend ourselves out of shape Mm. that's the stuff that leads to burnout so yeah you're absolutely right that that conscious connection is great if you're happy in your job because it helps you actively and consciously seek out more of the good stuff why Mm. wouldn't you want to do that Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy, it could be of either a values clash, like for the mental health workers, or a, a bit of a values disconnect. And the beauty of having your values in front of you is it, it can enable you to have a different kind of conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, a values-based conversation. And values-based conversations are non-judgmental mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it just is what it is mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with it. So um, I mentioned my transformative communication value earlier. Um, I have another value that's very high up in my framework, which is personal authority. Now, that sounds like a very grand value, but it has nothing to do with status. Mm. And it has to do with authorship. Mm -hmm. So it has to do with the idea of kind of only opening your mouth if you know what you're talking about. Oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) I can relate to that. Yeah, so taking personal responsibility for what you author in terms of the words, whether you speak them or write them or whatever. And a guy phoned me up from um, one of the the local councils a few years ago now, and he said, Jackie, we wondered, could you come and speak at this conference in, in eight weeks' time? Because it's the annual annual big multi-agency conference for the voluntary community sector and the public sector. And I said, well, yeah, that'd be, uh, I'm free on that date. That sounds mm-hmm. really exciting. So now my transformative communication value is doing a small, having a small party in my head. It's going, <laughs> yay, talking to people, yes. yay. And I said, do, do, you, do you need me to propose a title? Do you a session plan or do you have a title or what's, what's the crack here? And he said, oh, yes, no, you've got a title. It's um, the modernization of the voluntary and community sector. Now, I don't oh. know about how it is over there, but over here, uh, up until a few years ago, charities and not-for-profits were under a lot of pressure to become, in inverted commas, more business-like. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. I worked in the voluntary community sector for a long time, and to be business-like is to completely defeat the object of being 
a non-profit community benefit organization Mm. because your focus is so different. So I don't agree with the need for the modernization of the voluntary community sector. Mm. So now my personal authority value is going, yeah, I can't talk about that. Mm. I can't talk about that. So if I didn't know what my values were, I would have either turned around to him and said, yeah, okay. And then I'd have been unhappy doing it. Mm. Or I would have said, no, I can't come. And then I would have been unhappy, sat at home when I could have been going out to play. Mm. So I'm in a lose-lose position here. Mm -hmm. But because I know what my values are, I was able to turn around to him and say, Tim, you need to do something. I said, "Um, you need to go back to whoever asked you to phone me and say to them, what is most important? Is it most important that we have Jackie coming and talking about something to do with the launching community sector? Or is it most important that we have a talk on the modernization of the launching community sector? Because we can't have both. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's either or. And he went, right. I'm not sure I understand. I said, you don't need to understand. Just go and ask him the question. Hmm. So we went off and he asked the question and he phoned me about half an hour later and he went, they said, it's really important we get Jackie. She's actually quite funny. <laughs> yes, it has nothing to do with my expertise whatsoever oh, and the fact that I have a story or two hmm. I said all right then okay I said well I will come and I will talk and I will try to be a little bit funny and I will talk about modern challenges facing the voluntary and community sector mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. said well that's the same thing <laughs> ah so not no it's not it's not well done you for turning that around. Well, it was because I could see it. Mm. It was because I could see that the internal tug of war for me was between transformative communication and personal authority. Mm. And if I wanted to do this and do it well and do it comfortably, I would need to be able to reconcile them both. Mm. Mm. And it was in seeing that, that's what guided me into the conversation that I needed to have with him. I wouldn't have known it but for that insight. Fantastic. Yeah, so if you're unhappy in work and it's a values disconnect, Hmm. because you're not able to live out your values, you can sit with your manager and you can say, here are my values. So you know when you want me to do that big report or you know when you want me to go and um, talk to those clients, instead of doing it like that, can I do it like this? And more often than not, the manager will go, yeah, that's fine. The only reason they never asked you to do it like that before was it never occurred to them. Hmm. Hmm. So you can kind of redesign within your existing job to give it greater values connection. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's very good practical advice. So if people want to do a values profile, they can go to your website, which I will post in the show notes. If they want more information when they finish the values inventory is that an option to contact you or is there another way you would prefer them to contact you absolutely people can contact me because um if people have completed it they the reports are not sent out automatically i generate the report and email it out and i will always say if you've got any initial questions come back to me but if you want to take it deeper we can talk about that so Absolutely. I am on Twitter. I'm at Magma Effect and I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I try and publish things on LinkedIn from time to time. And I've got a, a, I think I've done about 35 articles, something like that 
on my LinkedIn feed. So feel free to have a ride around and a bit of a read. Yay. Thank you. I will, I will post all those links in the show notes. Brilliant. So thank you very much for joining me today, Jackie. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've learned a great deal and I'm sure our listeners will as well. You're very welcome, Amanda. It's um, been been my pleasure and I wish you well and well to all of your listeners and let's just all look forward to when things settle down and open up again. Absolutely. Now, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Do What You Love podcast. Until next time, have a great day and do what you love. You've been listening to the Do What You Love podcast with Amanda Heal. Feeling unfulfilled and frustrated and unclear what to do next? Access Amanda's Are You Living Out Your Purpose quiz and resources to get you started on your journey to doing what you love at www.purposevisionfuture.com. That's purposevisionfuture.com.